All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Episode of Nasty Knuckles. What's going on, Nasty? What's up, Regs? What are you saying, buddy? This is it. First, uh, first ever Kinsley's uh, softball game tonight. How'd it go? Uh, it was uh, uh, T ball, actually, not, not even softball, but uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> uh, shuffling with 30 kids around the field. And uh, oh, Lord. Oh, man. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, something else, but um, how are you? You uh, traveling. Yeah, had a had a good week, man. Um, went to uh, me and uh, last week's guest Neil Little went into Pittsburgh to see our uh, good buddy. I call him a nephew, even though we're not really uh, related. Colin Felix and the UMass Amherst Minutemen, and they won the national championship. Um, it was it was amazing. We went to the semifinal game. They won in overtime, and um, Colin. Colin played well, played great, actually. They all did. Obviously, they won the national championship, but uh, it's really fun to get to see him, you know, grew up uh, with his family. Obviously, Chris Felix, 
the late great cat man um i know how proud he would be you know of his son and i know he's watching so it was it was good that uh me and neil got to to go down for that game and and like i said he he played great they played great ended up winning the whole thing so um that was fun and he's probably pumped to see you guys there hey? but yeah you know the the thing that really sucks he knew we were there we facetimed with him and everything uh, in the afternoon on our way down actually he said i sent a snap to him and he said he was just taking his nap because they didn't play till nine o'clock at at night so uh he was just laying there and he sends a snap back and he goes what do you say that looks like two people that could get arrested or something you know (laughs) tonight or something silly like yeah trouble coming or something like that he knows us pretty well oh yeah um but uh yeah it sucked because we couldn't actually go see him obviously with the covid oh yeah um uh, but it was cool saw kim his mom uh and her new husband and uh it, it was cool it was really cool um nice. so that was great came back though i have to tell the truth men's league loss last night. oh man the that's first crazy. time we've lost in two two seasons Ooh, that's crippling sure. the ego it was tough it was <laughs> tough boys now nah, it was a good game uh, over time <laughs> we lost what are you gonna do what are you yeah. gonna do it happens. Yeah, you got to move on. It's going to make us stronger for sure, man. That's it. Um, well, then what, what, what about uh, the Fly Guys? They're uh, yeah, the same boat. Um, I tell you, we talked last week, and we said hopefully things are going to go the way we thought they would, and and they just unfortunately <laughs> they just didn't. Um, I think we say that every week. We're like know. positive. Well, it's going to turn around. Man. There's like some good energy coming, and then it's just like just like so close and then just like just like a big fat disappointment of a game i mean oh man you come on you come off a win you know a and huge win a huge a, win a must a, win a must win exactly and uh uh elvis and i actually went saturday to the game they won and i'm like okay you know they got buffalo coming in <laughs> who again uh we're losing players but you know and it, it sometimes teams like that are, are they're the worst to play because there's a lot of guys getting a chance that want to prove they can play. And you know, they're going to give every single thing they have. And they just, it seemed like the game was lost in, in about a two and a half minute span. Yeah. I mean, they scored the two goals in 40 seconds to tie it. Then Ghost scored a nice goal in the rush coming down. And the lot, I think it was three minutes to go in the game and they're up three, two and they lose five, three. Yeah. And you're you're just scra- if you watch it, you're scratching your head. You're like, what just happened here? They're like trying like, to lose. They're like anyway. trying to lose. This <laughs> is like what it looks like. Well, yeah, finding well, we, ways we, to lose. We know, games. yeah, we know that's not the case. But <laughs> no, it, of course it, not. It's no, just, but it's, it's it's mind boggling. Yeah. And and I honestly, you know, and I know how, you know, why fans get negative and stuff. But I mean, we're a little bit different, knowing the guys, and you just feel for them. Cause, oh, it's yeah, it's a terrible feeling. You yeah, because I have people message me; they're not even trying. I'm like, trust me, man, yeah. they're trying. Yeah, you never suit up in an NHL hockey game and not and try. Not try. And, and you know what? It's all. It's almost like you you've seen it, Riles. You're almost trying too hard. You're yeah. trying to make the perfect play. You're just trying so hard. I'm not trying to give guys excuses, but I mean. Yeah. Well, what it on- is, is like individual efforts. Everyone's trying. There's just, there's, there's no real true synergy. I feel on this team, uh, at least, at least right now there's, they show flashes of it. There's just like, there's just no chemistry. So like they can all individually be working in their own lane, 
but yeah, as you know, there has to be some sort sort of cohesiveness, and there, there's yeah. not, especially at critical times of the game, but at critical times of the season. And that was it. I mean, it's like it was essentially their season on the line, and 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 not saying that they they can't pull off a miracle here, but the way it's trending, uh, it's they're just they're just not consistent enough. They're not consistent enough within the game, and they're not consistent enough from game to game. So you never know what you're going to get, which period you're going to, you know, look like yeah. an all-star team. Mm-hmm. And then next you look like, you know, the 30th place team in the league. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know where you go from here. You know, you just ride out this inconsistency, you know, you, you know, you've traded away a couple of players here now. Um, obviously nothing significant uh, as far as moves at the trade deadline, but right. Um, they just, man, they just look like a bad team at certain parts of the game. Just like, just come unraveled, but you said no one's just just not trying it's just right. not working together as much as they could you know five-man unit you know it's just like little pockets of, of effort that seem to be successful so yeah i mean it's it's tough to it's tough to watch and yeah you know a few of the guys came by last week and i you know they're scratching their heads too you know i, I just feel bad for them like yeah. it's uh, not where we thought this was going weeks ago No, when, when we started and, you know, basically coming back with, to the season with the same team who was really playing well last year, obviously, I mean, they made it, you know, they almost made it to the conference finals and um, you lose Niskanen and the things have just kind of, I don't know what's happening. I'm not in there anymore, but uh I feel for the guys and, and you just got to think something's, something's not right there. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it would be, but yeah. I mean, I think the only thing I can think of is just like say lack of leadership and not saying that it's on one specific guy, but I just don't think there's enough core leaders. Like you look at the NHL teams that have won Stanley cups in the last, however long, right. If you want to go the LA Kings, the Chicago Blackhawks, the old Detroit Red Wings teams, uh, you know, the old Dallas stars team, you know, they had like seven, eight, nine, like core leaders, like where they actually yeah. ran the team. Right. And, you know, go back to, you know, some of the teams we had with the Flyers, even you, know, you had like a good core group of veterans. Right. Yeah. That like just like this just led, you know, they led by committee. And besides G and Voracek, I mean, you know, Brian Elliott is probably up there as an older guy that's a leader. But, you know, Niski, I mean, he was a jack of all trades, kind of master yeah. of none, but solid. He was a, a leader, right? You would say yeah, he was for a sure. quiet leader. He was a great yeah. um, But again, you know, you, you lose him, yeah. But there's other, to me, there's there's a few of those guys that they could have that just add that element of leadership. We talk about it with, uh, you know, with, with Bobby. You know, it's like yeah. it's, that, that leadership is, is so important. And um, I don't know. I, I just I just don't see it. You see pockets of it. But, uh, you know, when it's going bad, it, seem like, it seems to go even worse. And that's yeah. rains of pores. And that's seems to be what's happening the losses are getting worse you know yeah. it's not just like tight you know hard fought games and then just lose by a sniff it's like no it's got to be ugly it's got to be like way the opposite way but we'll yeah, see yeah i i i was hoping uh the next game against washington here would be uh <clears throat> you know they come out jumping it was such a deflating loss the other day you could just see it on the, on oh, the guys yeah. you could see it on their face i mean like i said it it really happened within a three minute span. Yeah, it did. Three minute, three and a half minute span. But uh, a couple brain farts. And yeah, it. I mean, it just you you're scratching your head. I mean, you you're up and you know, 
I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's some, something's going on, but uh, yeah. you know, which, which way do you go now? Like if you don't get in, are you rebuilding? Are you like, what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. You better sign I, some I, I amazing mean, players in the off season. I well, don't know. What do you we, do? There's not many available. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some guys will be left unprotected, Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're going to get picked up. No. So they don't, that money doesn't leave your cap. Yeah. So I, I, as far as I know, I'm not a capologist, but if a guy doesn't get picked up in this, in the expansion draft. No, I think you're, you're, you're you, still on the hook. For you're him. still, yeah. Yeah. He's on your so, team. Yeah. No, they got some, uh, some soul searching to do for sure. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's going to ride out the season, but hopefully at the very least, like finish off with some jam, you know, at yeah. least to show some, you know, this is your you know last 14 games and, it's your, you know, it's your tryouts for next year, if you will, you know, it's, it, you're every, not going to go for another season like this. Yeah. And it, everyone's like every, like my, my boys, like guys are just like, they're done. They're done. I'm like, you never know. There is a chance. So no, there is. Yeah. And you know, like you said, there's a chance, but it's, they got to get going. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, just, they, like, it's, it's got to go now. Yeah, they can't. can't say this another week. And, and you know, Boston keeps losing. That's the thing. Oh, I know. Boston yeah. keeps losing. So, I mean, they're, they're opening the door there, you know, yeah. and you, and you beat them and you beat them in a, yeah. you know, regulation. And so it's, it's a little know, teasers, you know, little yeah. tease, little tease, little sniff. And then, you know, they just, just don't want it bad enough or whatever, whatever it is, but time will tell. Yep. All right, Nas, let's jump into our next episode with Bobby Ryan. This episode was presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make playoffs, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game. And if during that game, the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 101 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three, just one. They don't even need to win. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code KNUCKLES to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And we are so pleased today to have one of our really good friends, local boy, unbelievable player, Mr. Bobby Ryan. What's up, Bobby Didge? Uh, 
Cherry Hills own Bobby Ryan. <laughs> that's right, baby. <laughs> What's up, Bobby? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm glad I finally got on. I made the cut finally. Oh man, you've been on the list. You're just a busy man. This this schedule's <laughs> this schedule's crazy, man. Yes, yeah. it, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my schedule just freed up for a little while, so we're That's good to un- go. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tough break. Yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're what you're going through? I know it's a tough, uh, a tough one. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, we talked just before I do, you know, surgery tomorrow. So I actually got your text, and I was like, you might want to get me here before I'm loopy for the next week and a half. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here we uh, are. going in the to, I guess, reattach my tricep to the bone. So they got to go in and put an anchor into the bone, and um, you know, just a, one of those freak injuries that. Uh, you, you can't plan for right it just oh, just man. tried to get back and uh was probably playing through it a little bit but had had a you know routine practice was i thought it was 100 percent if i'm being honest and then uh, a simple little body contact and stick lift and uh felt it rip right off so um oh. yeah so oddly and then and no pain right now i was telling riley i just like i played 18 holes yesterday <laughs> like I, I feel great it's just there's you know when you when you jam it it's it, it the pain's so bad you could throw up so go get oh. it fixed and now we got some time to to you know be dad for a little bit here yeah well i know i know those guns you've got there that tricep <laughs> i mean it's gonna take a little bit extra to get that thing reattached yeah. Cause I've seen those pipes, bro. You guys know my dad and that skips a generation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys are overworked. He's going to have, yeah. the, he's gonna have yeah. you going kettlebell action right, like tomorrow, okay. right after the surgery. I, I had a shoulder injury before I played a game in the league because my dad had me doing, you know, 80 pound dumbbell bench press yeah. all summer long, getting ready for camp. I'm like, I don't know if this correlates. <laughs> <laughs> kettlebell workout. And he's got Clarky uh, and then he's got Clarky pushing everybody. Yeah, go over there and try the kettlebell workout with, with uh, Bob. Next day, guys are like, I can't move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Exactly. Yeah, Riley was, just about died at how I almost died. Public high school. <laughs> he couldn't finish. I was like, what the hell is this? I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> Kick my ass, man. Holy. He, he was just there to sweat out the salt. And we gave him, my dad's like, every, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> every time a guy would come, my dad'd be like, oh, we're going to get him today. I'm like, just put him through a normal workout. He would just amp it up, you know. And oh, yeah. Meanwhile, every time I would do it with one of the guys, they'd, they'd quit and i'd have to finish it by myself <laughs> you gotta ease, ease us into it a little bit i was hurting for the next week man that was I, that was no joke it was like 100 degrees out too and oh, yeah, I'm four, I'm, i think i was like 15 man maybe I hadn't even started in the ohl yet i don't know but uh yeah <laughs> it's in my memory forever that's right that experience and com- completely burned out on working out now i can't even look at it <laughs> i can't stand them I, I will never touch a kettlebell again in my life I, w- I was looking at, at the uh, kettlebells he was using, and I was like, I probably couldn't even lift those things, the ones that he had. You guys <laughs> the are beast. working out with, with my, oh, the beast, my yeah. little yeah. garden snake arms here. But, uh, <laughs> fuck, man, I'm like, God, thank God I'm just the pigeon equipment guy. I'll have to You're try to do though, this workout. I'm in, I'm in better shape now than I was then, probably. Yeah, um, you got you to gotta be the, the most jacked equipment manager in, in nhl that? I, I, let's not call it jack but in shape you've seen some of the other ones yeah, <laughs> yeah i agree yeah. with that 100 so, some guys let it go a little bit but you know it is what they're enjoying themselves they're enjoying yeah yeah so 
Uh, Bobby, I was going to say too, uh, those, uh, those old school hardcore workouts certainly didn't seem to affect your, uh, your mitts. Mm-mm. It, no. <laughs> it affect the softness of them. I'm like thinking, I'm like, <laughs> I got lucky there. I, that, uh, that skipped my dad's generation. <laughs> you ever see him try to stick handle a puck? He makes it square by the time he gets to the first. It sounds like line. mine. Yeah. In my yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't know where that. those came from, but I got pretty lucky there. It's, it's, it's so funny. Um, Bobby, I, I have, um, some guys that I sent you a picture a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> one guy that coached one of your, uh, roller, uh, or your, yeah, roller teams when you were younger. Obviously, you played you played a lot of roller hockey. Yeah. Um, uh, Ritzy, he's on my men's league team, and he had me send that old picture. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago. And yeah. And, uh, but it's so funny. I play with these guys, and they and some of these guys played pro like roller hockey, like in yeah. that out west there. You remember that uh, it was on the RHI, yeah. That pro B, yeah. But there's like these guys have like they're good players. Anyway, anytime. Your name come hey, roller roller hockey, Bobby. Yeah. Or, or you know, someone will make a move. He played roller hockey. Patty Maroon. About roller hockey. You know, look yeah. at the mitts. We we have the best hands. That's what they're they're always saying. But I mean, might be something there. Might be something there. Can't argue with that with the fact. To be honest with you, because I'll never forget Bobby Didge. That's what we call him, everyone. So when I say Bobby Didge, if people don't get mad at me, Tuna gave you that nickname. I believe he was like a rapper I, or something. Was that who it was, Tuna? I honestly, I can't remember. I was like, it's, it's he, the most unique nickname anybody's ever given me. Every, every, every time we say it, I'd be like, Hey, make sure you tell Bobby digital. I said, what's up. And they're like, yeah, what, who? Yeah. And I'm like, these nuts now, but really, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, Bobby Didge comes to uh development camp Rouse. And yeah. I don't know how old you were, but what were you 15? Maybe. Remember you yeah, came, I was you getting ready. Cage? Yeah, no, I was getting obviously. ready to go. Actually, I was 14. I was getting ready to go to Honeybake that year. Yeah, that's right. So Bobby comes in and he, he goes through a practice and they're doing end up doing one of those drills where it's, a you know, the forwards coming back on one on one against the D. Bobby just absolutely turns this kid inside out. He'd just been drafted by the Flyers. I won't say his name. I know exactly who it was. But anyway, <laughs> second round pick Bobby just. I don't even know what you did, dude. I've seen you do it in the NHL, but I mean, you're 14 playing with these guys that are, you know, four years older. And you, you know, Riley, when we have those camps, the place is packed. Oh yeah. Like the other, they let the fans in and all you hear is, Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) and we were going, Oh, like, holy (laughs) shit. But anyway, yeah, those Mets are, uh, they're not bad. Bobby Gage. They're not bad. A, I've yeah, I've got I've got I've crawled around the rink for 14 years because I've been able to stick handle. <laughs> Can't skate, but can stick handle. <laughs> I beg to differ because I remember messaging you in the playoffs few goes a few years ago. You guys lost in game seven, heartbreaking loss. Yeah. Um, and you came down that you scored a big goal, may have been a game winner overtime. I can't remember exactly what it was now because I'm so old and I'm losing my memory, but you came down and you you outraced someone and I was, and I, I remember texting you going what a goal and don't ever say you can't skate because you yeah. blew by those guys man <laughs> and that's a you know what I guess my my top end speed is not bad it's just getting there so I, I probably had a half there. a lap warm up before my goal <laughs> right you gotta <laughs> wind, hey you gotta wind it up you, that's you, it your your crossover wind ups just takes a little longer than McDavid that's all he, he's yeah. just going a little <laughs> quicker close though just a little bit. 
Oh man. oh man we actually talked to patty maroon uh, a couple episodes ago about the same thing it was uh you know he you know his knock was always a skating and he obviously has a, some pretty good myths and some big body and and whatnot yeah. but uh he was talking about how he, efficient he had to be and kind of learn how to just kind of like be in position and you know top of the circles in i think uh you know what i what i've seen of you and but I, i've also seen what nasi's talking about too that speed that you know you you, you don't think, seem to think you have but there you know <laughs> but but again you, you kind of make do with what you got and if you got the if you got the soft mitts and you work you work at top of the circles in and, and, and do your magic yeah. but no i think when you're i guess slower afoot i guess for for lack of a better term I, you just learn to pick your spots a little bit better right like yeah uh, I think if anybody was watching the NHL today, like Mark Stone's the best example I could give you. Mm. Like he's, he's, nobody's going to call him fast uh, by any means, but he is just always, always above the puck, knows where it's going. Uh, you know, he's going to be a Selkie candidate again this year, I think. So, yeah. you know, when I'm, when I'm not playing, uh, even though he's younger and, and I got to watch him come up and kind of take off in the league, I'm, now I kind of study him and, and see where he's going. But, uh, you know, when you do those things, the puck follows you. So, yeah, as I'm getting older, I'm going to try and do a little more of it. Yeah, yeah, because I've seen uh, I've seen it go the other way, and it was probably you know probably a piece of my my style was just like going 100 million miles an hour, you know, in every which direction, and I'm you know you're always kind of like you feel like you're chasing it, right? There's something to be said about uh, say being above it, being patient, and kind of just like letting it come to you sometimes. But yeah, uh, I, a- when I get guilty of chasing, like chasing the play, trying to trying to find the puck. Um, at a speed higher than I think I'm, I should be playing at. I get the puck and I just, I throw it because like I speed everything up. Whereas like what he's great at doing is being above the puck, finding that, you know, that soft area and then getting in and making plays. Like if I'm, if I'm chasing the game, I'm in trouble. Like that, like I got to let it come to me a little bit and uh, you know, try and try. And I, I, I really think I did a better job of it this year. Um, just, you know, not a large enough sample size with, the injuries and stuff so try again next year yeah right sure for sure i i wonder too uh bobby like um because you signed a one-year deal there like you know i don't know if you had a chance to go anywhere or or, but i'm sure there were teams calling for you i mean with with you being on a one-year you know like with you being on a one-year deal this year like i could have can only imagine teams are probably trying to hit up Detroit for you and like <laughs> shit no <laughs> like you gotta yeah hurt. I think there is uh I think there is some opportunity there so um yeah you know uh, now I get I, to fortunately watch it go by yeah well you're still you still got time left in this league man and uh I'm sure something good's gonna come up for Let's you hope so, fellas. Yeah. oh yeah yeah start uh man. start recovery tomorrow right away get through this stuff and uh hopefully be playing at 100 percent next year be nice yeah that would be nice man <clears throat> so uh working working backwards uh you know going to your time in in ottawa i think you've spent six years there or maybe seven uh seven yeah ex- extended you know amount of time and uh geez that went by quick yeah right? i was gonna say it's, <laughs> it's hard to believe you spent more time there yeah. than wow. in anaheim yeah. i did yeah Jeez. yeah just it, yeah it, it it did it flew by it's crazy well, yeah. there were probably some days in the last couple that didn't fly by, but I, I know it's me. But I, I, I'm shocked yeah. those seven years, man. Damn, I, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, I did, actually, I didn't realize it either until uh, they bought me out, and then somebody mentioned it to me in the media. And I was like, Shit, I, was, I, could, I couldn't believe it. It felt like it, it did not feel like seven years no. like when you all said and done. It's crazy. 
Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Riles. I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. No, no, time. for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I know um, you, you ended, I think, your la- last year there, um, but, you know, it was, um, you know, challenging personally and, and whatnot. But maybe, maybe walk us through, like, you know, leading up to maybe that last year in Ottawa and then you, you as, a, as a player, but then you, you as a person and, and then eventually you, you kind of taking care of business uh, in your personal life. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I went into that season really optimistic about uh, the season. And, and uh, it was DJ's first year, the new coach there. And actually, it was a whole new training uh, staff, you know, top to bottom for, from the coaching standpoint. So uh, I was excited about it. Um, had an OK camp, not a great camp, but just, you know, uh, scored in the first game, a couple games, you know, did OK. And then just uh started to feel the wheels coming off you know uh personally and then that kind of leads to professionally I guess when when all that happens so um you know something I felt like I was struggling with for a while something I was trying to correct for a while but just doing it on my own right to stop to stop the uh the boozing but I you know I would do it and do it great for 12 days and then just have that one bad one that sets you back a month really right so um because things weren't going when there's the youth movement in Ottawa, right. Which, you know, um, you're getting passed over, you feel like, and, and then, um, on top of that, even, you know, you're supposed to be like a leader for them and helping them. And like, when you feel like you're not doing that, I think it generally, you try to correct it. And instead of correcting it, I compounded it. Right. And like, you just can't, can't do the right things day in and day out. So we were here in Detroit actually. Um, when it was my last day and woke up in the morning, went to practice, even put the gear on. Right. And like, uh, just not. And like, I had, I had checked out. I had, I got scratched the week before that the first time I've ever been scratched. Uh, and came back to the lineup was, but was already checked out like mentally, um, you know, and, and drinking, and, you know, not even every day, but just enough, just the, just enough to really, really be hurting my career and, you know, that second to hurting your family life. So, um, woke up, got on the ice and said, I got to go. Like I, if I don't go now, I'm right here. I'm just going to say, I can do this again. Right. And then maybe have a two good week window. And then you get a chance to go out on the road and you blow it again. Like it just, there was going to be nothing positive until I figured it out. So called my wife from the rink, uh, got in the car, got in the plane and, and went, you know? So, um, yeah, outside of that though, you know, spent the next three months getting better, uh, 30 days out West, like really learning about myself, which was, which was really actually, uh, enlightening overall. So a, a good experience and, uh, you know, did get back. I, I think I got eight games in at the end of the year and was feeling really good. Like the best I'd felt about my body, right. Cause you had really, like, I had cleaned my life up. Um, I had nothing to do but train. So I felt strong, but, uh, COVID kind of hit and, uh, you know, I missed out on the last 11 games of the season that I really wanted to play. Um, but yeah, so that we were the last game of the NHL last year out in LA and, uh, you know, wish I had known now that that was going to be my last game of the Sen Cause I, you know, it, I, I scored and I felt good in it, but just kind of a bittersweet ending. Right. And, and yeah. we had already sold the house in Ottawa. Uh, so we were packing up the move and just, you know, didn't imagine we were never coming back. So it's uh, it was a weird year, but, uh, you know, looking back on it now this year, probably a, a very important year for the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, yeah. I remember, obviously, <clears throat> everybody that watches hockey remembers when you came back and you get the hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, 
I don't know if I've ever been more excited for someone, you know, I was just happy you're feeling better, obviously, because we've been friends a long time, Riley as well. Um, yeah. But you get a hat trick, the team, just watching the team, man, it was just like, I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> That's you crying, not me, man. But I, I mean, just that, what a feeling yeah. that must have been, man. Yeah, it was, it was a culmination of a, you know, it, and it was like right after 100 days sober. So that, you know, was another milestone for me making the triple digits. And I was like, feeling good about it and you know for going through I guess all of that this was like a you know a gift I guess that uh that somebody gave me because it was just you can't write that right no my you know Danielle was there so uh the kids weren't at the game but my wife was there and uh, like by the time I got home I was like just just I gotta go to bed (laughs) just like (laughs) I was rot I was my you know I was wrung out I was tired like I told these guys on another podcast that my shoulder blades were so sore and heavy from like the media and then answering questions. By the time I got home, I was like, I can't believe I got 11 hours. So I got to be on the ice again. (laughs) I was fucking for, you know, for a 45 minute flush practice. I almost asked for the day off because I was so tired, but (laughs) I figured I would just taken three months off. They weren't going to give it to me anyway. (laughs) Uh, It it was awesome, man. Yeah. And you know, everybody, everybody that knows you and, and, uh, is friends with you they they know what kind of guy you are and, and yeah. everyone was just so i mean it was it was awesome like you said you can't even write that that's a that's a that's a movie man that's a movie that's not one of those movie riles is big on the hallmark movies so that that's that's all <laughs> that's man that show never comes off by television my wife watches the hallmark channel <laughs> Like, and it's like the christmas in july yeah God, right damn it we'll Give see break. riley goes to bed at six every night so that channel has got movies on in the day so that's what can, like, that's just that's, that's just what you're looking for man i gotta get my rest pal <laughs> oh shit i was gonna ask you bobby uh you know having that experience and, and going through what you did and then you know going away and you said you know kind of finding yourself is, is that something now with that experience do you think that like these conversations should be had earlier in guys' careers because I think there's a lot of suffering and pain that guys go through that is really un- and unneeded at the end of the day. And there's a you know mis- misunderstanding of alcohol and you know the party and then where to draw the line um, and how it you know affects not just your your performance on the ice but your your yeah. your, your whole livelihood. But I, I feel like I've gone through my version of what you've gone through in my own way. But I just feel like it's just like there's such a disconnect. And I just keep seeing so many guys having to go through these, you know, these real, real hard times. If we could maybe like find that intersection where we can maybe help these guys before it gets that bad, you know? Yeah, no, there's certainly that. I think the NHL has done a good, like a relatively good job in recent years. Um, but you, I mean, you've, you've played, you know, when it is like, it's gotta be hard for them coming into the room to, to do that same meeting every year where guys that have been around for even two years and have seen that video about stuff, yeah, right. they're just like, like, they're just so tuned out and you're just, okay, where do I sign to make it known that I'm here where, um, you know, you kind of make light of it, but, and I did that too, for sure. But like, you don't realize there could be somebody in the room that's like really listening and you and it just gets skipped over because you want to get out of there after practice so um i i think that there's got to be a better avenue of ways for guys to reach out um that would be one and then i think there's just got to be a better understanding of of that false bravado or the machismo that like gets 
it has to get overlooked a little more. Like guys have to be willing to help themselves for a long time. I for probably sure. should have made, I should have made the call for sure. But I was like, no, I can do this on my own. Or what, what is so-and-so going to think of me? And like, I played in Canada. So I knew the media was just going to be awful. Um, yeah. But, and I probably would have made the call earlier if I, if I had been able to, to overlook those things. So, um, you know, that's, that, that would be the biggest thing for me is guys, guys have to get over that hurdle. And I don't think there's any way to get, help you get over that hurdle. Right. That's, that's a personal thing. So yeah. I, I would say the NHL has done better though, for sure. No, that's it's good. A, yeah. Go ahead, I, want, I, well, I was just going to say like <clears throat> being around it for so long, it's like, it's also like, it's kind of, I don't want to make it like, like the league look bad, but I don't mean it that way. I mean, it's, it's like what we do as guys, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you know, like, it's like, Hey, look, this part of the schedule, Hey, we got a night, we can let our hair down. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's kind of like what you do, but like you said, if there's someone that's, you know, maybe they're hiding it. And we, we've known guys that are, I mean, you know, Chris Terry and, uh, was on with us and he had a few stories and, and there was a couple we actually didn't put on because he's writing a book, but you know, guys hiding it, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not like, Oh, okay. We're, we got a night here. We're going to go out. But you know, some guys it's like, and, and who's really going to say in the room, I, you know, it's good what you did because some guys that probably is going to help someone say, Hey, like I need to step up here and they could be afraid like, oh, I don't want guys giving me shit or, you know, whatever. But, yeah. Which no yeah. one probably would anyway, but I'm just saying it's it's kind of the, I don't want to say the culture, but it's just what you do as men, even men's league guy. You know, after the game, everybody wants yeah, to have yeah. their beers. But yeah. uh, good, for, good for you for for recognizing it. And, and, and it's tough. I know it had to be tough on you, man, because I obviously we talked a little bit. And, um, yeah, it was just so glad where you're at. And, and like you said, you're feeling great. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and hopefully it just stays behind me and, you know, I mean, like, that's the thing too. It's not, it's going to be every day for me. Right. Like when hockey's done, I still gotta, I still gotta battle it. So, uh, but I got a good support system. I'm lucky. Got a lot of people around me that are helpful and, uh, and, you know, to only to touch on that for a second, but like the amount of support from the league, like the players, you know, guys that I don't really particularly know, but, uh, played against for years would reach out and uh, congratulations, like whatever it is, congratulations. Yeah, like, and that, awesome. that helps that's you awesome. be affirmative, right? When you're, yep. when you can be affirmative with things like that, that's, that's huge. Yeah, no doubt. And then how do you feel mentally and physically? I mean, there's gotta be obviously a huge reward outside of just being sober, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to like, nice this year to go to the rink and, and not be worried if the bottle of wine was going to hit me. Like, like if it was just, if I was just going to like, there's some days where you have a bottle of wine at home and you feel great on the ice, but the next, you know, those days where you're like, damn, I'm mentally foggy. I'm, I'm off. Um, hands are a little slow. Like I don't have any of that anymore. I love that. Like that yeah. it's just been, it's been too good going to the rink, knowing that my aches and pains uh, are from just hockey. <laughs> like yeah, there's, right. like yeah. there's, there's, there's nothing compounded. They're being compounded by yourself. So uh, this, it was the best I've ever felt. I wish, I wish the year could have ended differently for me. And I was kind of gearing up for a long playoff run somewhere if that came, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, maybe punishment for, for all the stuff I did wrong for a couple of years and uh, uh, get another chance next year. Yeah, oh, that's right, man. <clears throat> that's it. Glad you're doing well. It's, Thank you. Uh, you know, Thank it's uh, it's it's always sad that guys have to go through that hardship. But uh, I think when you talk to guys like yourself, 
it usually sounds like it's the best thing that ever happened to you in a sense where you kind of find yourself and you find your, you know, your wellness and that, you know, that sweet spot, you got a family and, and, uh, you know, the, the meaning of life, I guess. Right. I mean, you kind of find these things in the, in the darkness. So glad glad you addressed it. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, how we work, work backwards again into uh, to Anaheim. And I know you were originally drafted, uh, you know, in the first round, second overall, and I believe five, five seasons there, maybe up and down early uh, with Portland. Um, yeah. But uh, talk about your time in, in Anaheim. I know you had some, uh, some, some highlights there and, and some good seasons there. I think four 30 goal seasons in a row and, and yeah. Yeah. Years. yeah, I got lucky. It, it's really weird when you like drafted, you know, second overall, you, you're generally drafted by a team that's 29th in the league. Right. And that <laughs> yeah. was not the case that year. Like yeah. I get to camp and I was like, I ain't making this team. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I got to outplay Timu gets pairs. Like there was just no way. Right. Um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was, it was after the lockout in 05. So, you know, that, that weighted lottery system, um, kind of moved Anaheim into that spot, but, uh, I, I had a, great time there man like i i spent the first summer back in jersey and i was training with downs and and um you know a couple other guys over the flyers gym and then half of my dad kind of thing so i was around and uh gearing up and then i got hurt at the world junior camp going into the nhl camp so never even got on the ice my first year there uh i think i skied it once and they're like okay you're cleared to play but you're going right to owen sound um you know so by the time i did get in uh you know, it was like, there was another thing is they weren't going to keep me to play third or fourth line, right. even though I could have, you know, I could have done that spot duty. They were like, when you're here, you're here for good as a top six guy and you got to go earn that. So it was like, you know, personally, I was like, okay, well, I've, I've played more playoff games in the AHL than I ever played regular season at that point, because I would get called up after juniors. We'd go on a pretty good run. And then I would start over again in juniors for two years. Yeah. It was just a pain in the ass, but uh when I finally did make it, I broke in, get some pairs were coming off the cup year. Uh, so we had six years there. Um, and, you know, for the better part of four, I played with those guys. And like, I, I, I don't think for me personally, I could have gotten better line mates for the way that I played. Right. Like Paris did all that dirty work in front was unbelievable off the rush as well. Um, gets he's an all world passer. I think we all know um, they were just missing a shooter, which, and I, I didn't necessarily think I was a shooter. I kind of, I had been a playmaker through juniors and a passer. So, um, they were like, have you ever played left wing? No. And well, figure it out on the fly. Here you <laughs> yeah. go. And, uh, pretty and good, pretty good line mates to, 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 yeah. to learn on yeah. the fly too. That's great. They, they had to cover me for a year as I, as I really kind of looked, learned that position. It's not, you guys know, it's not drastic, but it's enough playing the whole game on your backhand now. Um, but they, they needed a shooter. So Brandy Carlo just said, you shoot and, and <laughs> learn how to take the best one timer you can. So I, I worked at it pretty diligently and it paid off, you know, with, with four good years there. Um, so that, it was a, that was a tough trade. I didn't see that one coming. Um, we thought for sure that next season would happen because I would have been coming up on free agency, but, uh, it, that one kind of came out of the blue. I sit in Idaho and I got that call and, uh, yeah, looking back though, it was, I, I think everybody should experience playing in a warm weather city. Like yeah. it's just, there's nothing better. We, like you'd surf in the morning and then go to practice. It was incredible. Wow. Crazy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. The schedule. That's yeah. Hey, uh, Ryle, Riles, you were, uh, you mentioned we were talking earlier this morning about the goal where he scored with someone else's stick. 
Yeah. That was, was it Miko? Was it Miko? Miko. Was really great. Yeah. yeah. What, what happened there? So everybody was like, you should be in the box. Like you should have a penalty. You shouldn't be. Able, I was like, the only person that should be in the box is Koivu. Like he stole my stick out of my hands in the battle. Like we were in this corner thing and my stick was in my hands. I was kind of, I was kind of on the outside of it. And all of a sudden my stick was gone. Like I, I, I had no clue. And I, you can see me in the video, like what, what just happened? Houdini. <laughs> yeah. Like I had no clue who took it either. I didn't know it was Koivu. Like, I played with Corey Perry. So for all, it could have been him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like you guys know, he's grabbing everybody and anything that's around him. And right. uh, anyway, I stepped up. We, we ended up winning the battle off the wall and then went D to D. And I still had no, like, I was like, okay, I'll go change. And I looked down and there was a twig there and did not know that it was Koi Vu's until I picked it up and I held it right-handed. And as I was, I was just turning my head towards the net to see what was going on to see if I could get to the bench. I think it was Tony Lidman just had like a, a point shot that went right off. Like you could not be more on the spot than I was. <laughs> and like, I just put my stick on the ice and one time to back in. Um, so every part of that was a fluke. And then, you know, the arrogant 24 year old, I held the stick. <laughs> up like that. And, uh, I love it. That's of course I was like, I was just trying to show Getsy and pairs what I did. And like, we were laughing and then all of a sudden they're challenging the goal. They're, they're all calling for it. And I'm like, line up and drop the puck. Like, yeah, I don't know what go. the rule is. This might be coming back. So, um, yeah, had to, he had to come grab the stick, and he's bitching and moaning. I was like, "Well, if I'm getting a penalty, he's coming with me. Like this is a, this is a coincidental, um, yeah. at the very least." I was I was like, "Fuck that! I am not taking a penalty." Number one, that's a highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> so, it like, is chalk that up. We're gonna be watching that at my retirement party. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Uh, very weird very weird goal that's for sure so the goal stood right there was no the goal yeah 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 yeah. so well the ref was like i don't know what argument he's trying to make like i he's like it's just a fluke goal that's all there is to it yeah yeah yeah. so yeah goal stood and now uh i yeah every podcast i get on somebody brings that one up oh yeah Well, right, Riles mentioned this morning. I'm like, oh, we gotta say something about that. I'll never forget yeah. you just going, ah, look. <laughs> yeah, I popped your name in Google there, and and uh, and that was one of the first things that came up. So I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was, that was like 2010. That was a long time ago. Was, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> we're getting we're getting old, boys. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Tell me about it, man. 2010. Oh. That was yes. Yeah, we were in Vancouver. Me and Nasty for that's right. TV yep. USA in 2010. We sure, we sure were, man. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was that a trip. Was, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. We won every game till the end. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was, a great, it was a great two weeks, so It was. It was, it was uh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was longer, actually. Like, that was, <laughs> it was the most fun I ever had playing hockey. I, I really I, I, up I, there, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Nasty says it all the time, but he also says that everything is uh, the best time he's ever had. So I wasn't, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was being serious or not. No, I mean, I'm I, serious. That was awesome. I can imagine, he, though. Yeah. You know, you look more. He had more fun than the players. I bet. Sure. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, like when you're growing up and you watch the Olympics, you know, it's awesome. And then I just remember it did. It hit me really when we went to play that first game and I got on the bench and I'm like, looking around i'm like the olympic rings and i'm like this is the olympics man like this is i I had chills and you know i'm not playing i'm not but you know you're with the team and it's just 
God, I mean, it was just, yeah. it was the greatest, man. And, and like we I got, said, we, we won every game until the gold medal game and could have, could have won that game. Obviously you could have, could have, should have, would have, but Shit. you know, it was, could awesome. you imagine though? Like we got spoiled that it was in Vancouver, right? Like I you know. doing that. Cause could you imagine being in Pyeongchang? Where is the uh, next one? Pyeongchang? Yeah, no, I that think, was the last one. Yeah. It's yeah. If you're going across, across the world, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. Mean, where, where they're not Vancouver even like it must have been awesome for that it was incredible oh the city was yeah it was electric every every part of it was just yeah the best hockey experience i've ever had for sure it was awesome spend any time at the roxy <laughs> you or me uh, i don't know either of you <laughs> I've told, so I, i've told this story i told it real quick i'll, I'll short i'll shorten it we had a day <clears throat> we had a day where we practiced for some reason we didn't play the next day and i got in myself in one there and kind of lost time and i come why i had been saying hello to the same guys i would go through the all we had to go through like two sets of security with your thing and all you know you had your credentials and so this one gentleman i knew he was from chicago <clears throat> i'd see him every day and i came cruising back to the thing uh to the olympic village it was probably 6 15 in the morning and i mean i must have looked like hell because i see i see this guy and he thinks i'm on the team like playing because it doesn't say <laughs> it just said you know team usa hockey i remember he, this story now yeah, yeah he's like he's looking at me and he goes no man come on we got a game today i'm like i'm like what i was like what's up and he goes you're just getting home. I can tell. And I'm like, how do you, how do you know I'm just getting home? And he, goes, you out. he goes, you don't look good, man. And I said, we, we don't have a game today and I don't play on the team. I'm just like one of the staff members. He's like, oh, okay, okay, man. We got we to gotta win, you know, and I'm like, this guy thinks I look bad. I must really look bad today. Oh, the man. other one was, you know, without naming any names, they were like, okay, day off, um, you know, but treatments at the village for injuries are at this time we have. And, and I think we had the room or we had the facility of whatever for an hour and guys were showing up more like one guy was showing up uh, in the clothes that he wore out from the night before without <laughs> having gone back. So it was like, man, oh, go put a tra- go put the USA tracksuit on or something. something. Like right. hide it, hide it a touch. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh. there was yeah, there's there's quite a few of those there during that that tournament that uh, that yeah. filtered through a couple good stories. <laughs> I think I think uh, we played Finland. Um, why can't I think of the goalie's name? He was in Calgary. Calgary's was it Kiprasov? Kiprasov, yeah, yeah. Was that who it was, or was it Nabby? I can't remember. No, he's not finished. Um, we, it was Kipper. That it was, was Kipper, yeah. and we roused the boys. Just jumped on him. I mean, the oh, first fuck, yeah. first three shots were in the net. I mean, we were up yeah. four nothing five. Like I, I, I don't know the exact time, but I mean, we were literally up four goals like that. And it's it was, almost yeah, like, it's almost quick. like you you could kind of relax. Not relax. Obviously, you could never relax, but. It's like, whoa. It's a good was, feeling. Was <laughs> he? It's a great feel. Like, like w- wow. Like, I think he may have got in one last night. I mean, that's what it looked like. And, and I don't know. I don't know that. I'm just kidding. But uh, it was yeah. like, we jumped all. I said to Kimo, teaming and after the game, I'm like, oh, 
think your boy might have been out last night. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> you know, watch out. Those Finns like to get after it. Yeah. 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 That was like Timo and Saku stayed in Vancouver afterwards and just hung out. Oh, did <laughs> they? Like, yeah. yeah. Extended. Like, well, yeah, we'll come back when the rest of the team goes back. Right. I mean, they had to play the bronze medal game or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I think Team Finland might have had some fun for the rest of the, the rest of the trip. Yeah, they they and they won. They won the bronze. They won the bronze. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kimo was like, I would. He's like, I almost would rather win that game than yeah. lose the gold medal game. That's what it, he said. He's, he, you know, it's I'm a like, good point. Yeah, because it, it, you know, it was a shit night after we lost. Right. I mean, yeah. we had we ended up getting over it and having a good time because like, it was it was hours after that. Like, I think I had a four a.m. bus to go I was going to pick up my girlfriend not my wife but like going to pick them up and say goodbye and like it was literally like I don't think we slept much but we you know gave each other high fives and it was like I'm playing Paul Stasny you know (laughs) in in, in Anaheim it was like shit you go from the gold medal game then I'm driving on the five freeway to play Colorado on a Monday night (laughs) (laughs) what happened yeah I was like god damn what a what a difference 48 hours make I think we got cobbed that game we had nine guys from Anaheim in the Olympics like we were done for the year yeah we were we we didn't make the playoffs that year and we had a very good team but we were I was exhausted after the Olympics for a little bit there I don't know about anybody and I like I played less than you know some of the other guys on Canada get some pairs and and prongs and you know all those guys like i was i was fucking tired man i gotta be honest yeah but good memories good yeah very good memories it was a good time (laughs) you mentioned uh timu and uh you know i uh, grew up in winnipeg watching the jets and and timu salani is obviously a a big time star there but i you know as i followed his career as he moved on and everything like that and hear stories and stuff like that I'm kind of fascinated with him just as a, you know, as a hockey player with being, you know, such a high level hockey player, but then, you know, just, just seeing him uh, as an individual, as a personality, uh, t- talk to, talk to us about, uh, about Timo and how he, how he was for you as a leader and, and what it was like to play with a guy like that. I got, yeah, I got lucky. I had a lot of, like, I came into a very veteran team. They just won the cup. Um, Timo was actually mulling over retirement that next year. And I think he came back in January uh, of that year, but, um, you know, he's just a consistent example of what, what doing it right is, right? Like he, he's, you know, guys get on me now because I'll never take an optional skate uh, on game days. And I learned that partly because Randy made me skate, right? but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but partly because like, how, how could I take an optional if Team Solani was like, he was, you know, he was there every day, ready to go, um, you know, and, and, at 38 years old he's got three plates on each side squatting after games and you're just like god damn like this is so this is what that kind of excellence um you know this is the kind of work ethic you have to have have that so i got i got really lucky uh and on top like he's just a great guy right like loves to be around the ring um you know very very light and uh you know very good in the room so i i got really spoiled with him for the better part of five years, um, actually, probably you know, more like six years, I guess. Overall, um, play with them on a line sometimes. Loves to like kind of design plays and, and ways to beat guys, and like it's, it's just a very astute hockey player. So, uh, yeah, very fortunate that I got to come up under that. And then you know, you throw him in there with with Saka, who came later, but um, Scotty Niedermeyer, Chris Pronger, 
Dougie Wade, Todd Bertuzzi. Like I, I, I had a lot of really good guys and examples of what it takes to be at that level for a long time uh, in front of me. Yeah, nice. he, he, I've never heard a bad word spoken about Solani, man. I was just, yeah, he's no. the greatest. <clears throat> he is. Yeah. Yeah, certainly is. You have any prong daddy stories? We had prongs on not too long ago. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, we had them all worked up. He's all fired up. I, you know, I, I wasn't, I had never done practices at 10 o'clock in the morning before, right? Until the NHL. Um, and I think he heard, like, and like at 950, I was like this, right? <laughs> you ready to get on the ice? <laughs> like, like I, I was like, you know, three o'clock practices in juniors. Yeah. You could have breakfast club or whatever, but that was a, you know, that was a, that was fuck all. So it was like, I was learning to be a pro. Um, and I wasn't, I just wasn't a morning guy. And he heard me say, <clears throat> I wasn't a morning guy. And I got this one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. And like, anytime he talks to you, you're like, oh, man. Like, what, what, what I do? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you're not a morning guy? I, no, not really. And like, he had heard me say it, so I couldn't deny it. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. I was like, I feel great, man. Cause I, like, I had never drank a cup of coffee in my life. Uh, but these guys were running on four by 10 o'clock. So, um, and now I am at 35, I'm like, or 34. I'm like, I'm that guy to espressos before I get out of bed um, <laughs> guy. But he's like, you better fuck, figure out how to be a morning guy real fucking quick. I'll tell you what, this is, it's a nighttime league at games, but you got to be fucking ready when that puck drops this morning. And I'm just going, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so, I mean, he always used to yell at me about coming back to the puck because like, I would just stretch to the far blue line and be like, all right, we'll put it on my tape and I'll, I'll, I'll get it in. But, uh, yeah. you know, I was like, get some pairs can go back for it. They're a lot better at entering its own. Like I'm, I'm the spread it out at the blue line guy, tip it to one of them and then go. And I just, I could hear him. I would get off the bench. He'd be like, tell Bobby Ryan to come back to the fucking puck. And I'm like, you know, I'm 20 years old. I'm going, tell prongs. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Like, so it would be like a, just too a much work. Thing. Yeah. It's like, oh man, what, like the, we're going that way. And you want me to come this way to go back there? <laughs> like, no, nope, I'll be at the blue light. So, uh, I, I enjoyed him then. He's a, he was a fun guy. He was entertaining for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I remember one of his first <clears throat> days, uh, for, first month of the season, He'd come, like you said, he was, he, he, I, I will say this about prongs and I, I think we talked about it, but such a pro, like come yeah. in, he did everything the right way. Uh, always in the weight room, you know, just kind of maintaining more than anything, but it was funny because he comes in we had a lot of young guys and uh, he came in one day and he, he would call me fool. He would, yo, fool, what are, what are the kids doing in here? And they're like, like all looking, they're just waiting for him to give it to him. And he's like, let's go boys upstairs. Let's go. And they're like, they're kind of like you, like, yeah, oh, it's, it's early. And he's like, let's go. And these guys are shuffling, running up the steps behind him, you know, and he's got them working out, but that's what he did for the kids, man. He, he, yeah. he kind of, he was just trying to teach them how to be a, you know, a pro, which. Yeah. He's, you know. a, he's a real good example to a day in and day out of, of taking care of your body. Like he spent a lot of time, I don't know how old he would have been when I played with him because he had a couple of years after that, but uh, yeah. yeah, he spent a lot of time like, and now I'm starting to understand that more as I'm getting older, but he spent a lot of time doing things right just to get the body ready for practice. And, uh, yeah. I know again, I got spoiled, man. A lot of good examples for me. Yeah. It's, it's big names you play. <laughs> you play yeah. right there in Anaheim. <clears throat> yeah. That old school leadership is, uh, 
I don't want to say it's outdated. I don't think there's necessarily as much of it as, as there was in the past, especially when, you know, you talk about the guys you play with that era of guys that you mean you had like probably eight or nine leaders in that locker room. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I don't want to speak for every team. I just feel like that old school, like traditional leader is there's, there's less of them. There's still, there's, there's still a bunch of them, but. There's still, yeah, there's still a few, but there's, and like, but you now kids come in at 19 and are given the keys and you can't, like, you can't say a thing to them. Right. Like they're, I mean, you can't say anything. uh, Cause it's like, and I, I, I took things very personally at that age too, but like, not only do they take it personally, it just rolls, like they'll they'll get mad at you, but then they'll forget about it. Where like one of the things with guys, like young guys would come in and if you had to be there, absolutely be there at nine o'clock for 10 o'clock practice, they would roll in at eight fifty-eight. And like, meanwhile, you know, when I started, if I was there at eight 30 for a 10 30 practice, I was the seven thirtieth guy there. <laughs> like, yeah. like two yeah. hours before that's changed a lot. Now it's like, they come in, they spend 20 minutes getting ready, 20 minutes, hanging out, 20 minutes upstairs and, and go. Um, and, uh, and that's a lot different. So I try to just harp on guys, like, come in, talk to the trainers, go see the equipment guys, like stuff like that goes a long way. And I think that kind of stuff is really leaving the game. I, I I've noticed a big shift in it, right? Like I would always go, I think it's important. Go, go have a coffee in the trainer's room, chat them up, see what's going yeah. on. Like I was just come in and say my arm hurts today. And then you and get treatment and fuck off. Like it's important to be around. I think. Yeah. That's, that was one of my, <clears throat> favorite things was in the morning the boys just coming in and having it like riles said he's he spent half his career in, in, in my office you know <laughs> uh you know just just because we were we were good buddies and you know the guys would come in I, I remember telling a story about when hitch was coaching and i was still with the phantoms and it was like eight guys in my office and he walked by and goes what are you guys doing in there that's the <laughs> phantoms guy let's go and they're all like looking at him and 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 Jeff Carter's like, beat it, Hitch. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, See, Hitch. <laughs> you, you would have been a great guy for me to have as a younger guy because you were already on your second red line by the time it, <laughs> I would get to the rink at 8 o'clock. So you're just fucking – you're hearing noises outside. You've got so much caffeine in your system. You could have woke me up before practice. I, I blame your dad getting me those drinks. Jesus. Bouncing off the walls. I would show up to a game in Philly with Ottawa. I'm like, there's like 350 milli- milligrams of caffeine in there or whatever. I don't know the unit of measurement, but it's a lot. It's like four <laughs> coffees. Lot, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> but he would walk by with like a 24 or 48 pack on him. Yeah. Like, where's the, where's the Senator's locker room? And I'm like, how did you get down here? And he's like, I got this pass. Park and this pass. He just walked right through the flyers. Yeah. I mean, you've seen them down there. Like, oh he, yeah. Right. All of a sudden he's standing and then Brian Murray comes out. He's like, Hey, Brian Murray. And he, Brian Murray's like, who the hell is this guy? Like, it's my dad he's literally standing in our locker room. I'm like, you can't do that. It's national hockey. Like he's like, this says I go anywhere. I'm like, okay. All right. Who's going to stop him? Over yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who's going to stop him? And plus it would have been great if you turn around and your old man's on the bench. Fucking, oh yeah, <laughs> having a look see, you know. The best, the best part was because you used to hook him up with shit. So he would like he shows up to my first NHL game in a Flyers track suit. I'm like, God damn! And he would wear those the Flyers track suit pants right into my sense locker room. I'm like, this guy needs this guy's fucked. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man. man. Oh, that's so good. Hey Bobby, I know you uh, you and Nasty have some. Uh, yeah, some stories with uh, playing some hoops back in the day, some street ball at old Clarky's gym. 
Yeah. Well, he's kind of bringing it up earlier. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was thinking his... about that. Yeah. It was uh, Bob Clark's old gym. So not old the gym, new yeah. one, but the, yeah, over in Haddonfield. Oh, no, that wasn't Haddonfield. That's Cherry Hill. Excuse me. Close. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. But they had like a, like a Tuesday or Thursday night men's league. I couldn't remember. And like, I, I had wanted to play in this league for years, but they were like, you're just too young. And finally, I think I was 17 and they finally let me play going into my NHL draft year. Cause after I got drafted, everybody's like, no, <laughs> like, no yeah, more. Was, yeah, exactly. You're not <laughs> but, playing. Uh, who was it? So our team was my dad. And my dad's a pretty good ball player actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, what yep. was, but uh, you know, nasty, who is nasty. Um, hell of a point guard, me, Homer. Um, oh. And, oh, uh, yeah. and it, you know, a couple other guys and Homer wasn't there to play basketball. He was there purely to bump into people and sweat. <laughs> so so you he text. just like the run. He literally just Remember, he just wanted to run. Uh, he would get out of the game and be running up and down the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, you know, he, I I I wasn't great, but uh, he you were so good at like at point guard and moving the ball around that you used to have this fake where you would act like you were pissed off and then toss the ball in, <laughs> like like so. He, what the fuck? And then the ball come. And I remember he he buried me right in the side of the head one time because I started to see what he was bitching about. And he's like, what's he complaining about? And I and I ended up catching the ball afterwards, but I was like, oh, all right. So he's yeah. he's the seven. Put it in the basket. One time, Riles, I don't remember exactly what had happened, but <clears throat> guy kind of like obviously I'm not very big, but it was a it was actually a good league, man. Like there were, yeah, was, there were some yeah. good basketball players that yeah. played college yeah, and, you know, older guys, but a mix kind of. And anyway, this guy kind of laid into me pretty good. And, and Bobby's like, watch this. I got him. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's good. It's good. No, no, I'll get him. You did. You need this guy in the thigh. You act like it was an accident. I thought, <laughs> yeah. gonna, I thought they were going to call the ambulance and to carry this guy, but he got him so good. Ever, he's like, oh, Charlie horse. Just watch. This. Yeah. Just, just knew. Yeah. I wasn't prison rules, right? Prison yeah. rules there. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, well, you got him. You, you weren't got, taking a shot at my point guard. <laughs> plus it plus Bobby's dad's on the court and Homer. So yeah, guys are a little intimidated. I'll, I'll never forget. Homer loved to play basketball. We all know that. We used to have to play every day. Rain, snow, 110 degrees. He made us play. <clears throat> Guys would see him coming downstairs and, like, scoot out the doors to, to go home because they <laughs> didn't want to play, right? So that's how I lost some of my bottom teeth and whatever. But anyway, we're playing this team, and Homer loved playing ball, but he didn't. he doesn't quite know all the rules. So this guy actually set a clean screen on him. And Homer's got a blind spot in his eye from when he played and he, he can't see going to, I think it's to his right. And he goes, and the guy was a big man. He went right into him and knocked Homer right to the ground. Cause he never saw it coming. And I'm like, Oh, oh no. Shit. And Homer looks at him. But what really set him off was the guy goes part of the game, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember like, this. Yeah. Worst thing you could have said. Oh, so man. sure enough, <laughs> guy takes a shot <laughs> whatever we get the rebound go down they're coming back the other way i i think i took a shot missed it this guy gets rebound a long outlet pass and this dude is all alone homer's 15 feet at least 15 feet this guy takes the shot riles it's out of his hand hits the rim next thing you know russian sickle from homer (laughs) i mean right in the ear this guy does a like 180 onto his head He's got he, so he fell off the court and it's like grass and dirt. 
he's got dirt all over his face and he jumps up and I'm like, here we go. And the guy like leans in at Homer, like he's and Homer never moves. Just look at him. Oh, yeah. And then the the Kobe, no flinch. Yeah. Right. No flinch. And, it, and the guy's like, well, what was that? And he goes, part of the game, buddy. Part of the game. <laughs> and, the, and the best is, and the best is Homer had already oh. had like, you get six fouls in that league. We didn't have any extras that day, I think. And he had about eight fouls. And someone goes, how many fouls does this guy have? <laughs> and so finally they gave them a, a technical free throw every time he took another foul, which was probably about 10 more. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, ref, up. Yeah. The, the, the ref was so afraid to kick home. Like should have been kicked out. Oh, like, for sure. I mean, yeah. he yeah. absolutely <laughs> Russian sickled the guy as hard as he could. And, uh, and then, so afterwards the ref was like, Oh, he went for the ball. And in my head, I'm like, that ball had already hit the rim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Homer, we get a timeout or whatever, halftime. And Homer says to me, ah, probably shouldn't have done that. Eh? I was like, yeah. nah, it's part of the game. <laughs> what, yeah. what are you gonna do? But I'm just glad it wasn't me. Because I was, only, my dad's I was like, only... I'm not going back to jail for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I don't, I don't blame you, pal. <laughs> oh man, it, it, was, it was comical. Yeah. It was comical. It was, yeah. It was like every Tuesday would, I think it was a Tuesday night, like, and every Tuesday yeah. workout, I'd come in and be like, Dad, we got a game tonight. Like, maybe go easy. And he's like, No, like, <laughs> we're not planning your summer training for the NHL around Tuesday night. Men's, like, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, I, I had waited so long to be in that league. Like, I, I went from like the scorekeeper. To, yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. I just kept moving up or whatever. And I was like finally in the league, and I, I only got one summer in it. It was like twelve games or something like that. And I was like this, this meant more than me than the draft. I was so watching Homer and all these guys play. It was it was a big deal for me. And it was and, the only year I've ever played. And and you know what's funny too is Clark. He was there because sometimes he would be there, and he's sitting on the bleachers. And when Homer did that, he's just going. Just, yeah. laugh, just laughing and i'm like you're not helping the fucking situation here man like, yeah clark you would just be there in case somebody's wires crossed hit my dad's <laughs> homers possibly mine yeah right well, yeah toughest basketball yeah. league and oh yeah it was in yeah Jersey. It, it was the boys went all and it was outdoor too so it was 100 degrees all the time at night six o'clock at night and yeah it was uh it, it was it was a hell of a workout that's you know, kind of what I got out of it. I loved it though. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Talk about uh, your, your connection to Clark. I know your, your dad was uh, pretty tight with him and I think, what did he run, run Clarky's gym there or the old one? Yeah. So um, they've been friends, you know, for as long as I can remember. Um, and I can remember going back to like, the, you know, the world cup of hockey, him helping us get to the practice, excuse me, uh, the team USA practices when they were all shut down and stuff like, so he's just always been good friends with my dad. I think my dad, I, I, I can't imagine being Clarky. I'm sure, you know, when you're in that position for that long, there's a lot of people looking for handouts in any sense of the word. Um, yeah. But I think he realized my dad wasn't one of those guys and, and just always kind of enjoyed being around them. Uh, my dad was just a member at the gym. That's how they kind of met um, and, and became friends. And, uh, you know, after all the stuff with my family, um, Clarky was like, when you get out, there's a position for you at the gym, right? Like he, he helped them in that sense. So they, they were close. And, um, you know, that was where my connection came from. Um, part of the thing about playing hockey in New Jersey is you never know how good you are because you don't know who you're playing against. And I knew I could play. 
and I knew I was good enough to go to development camp with, you know, at 15 with the flyers and like, and I was like, okay, like, like these guys are really good, but maybe I can do this. And Clarkie was one of the first, it was like, you're not going to college, you're going to the OHL and then you're going to be a top 10 pick. But I just, right. Like I didn't know that. Um, wow. So he kind of helped me, you know, helped me go to own sound and kind of realize some of the potential, but the, probably the best thing for me was that um, it didn't matter who was on the ice wearing a flyers uniform. Um, what he made clear to every single person there was that kid skates when he wants with who he wants. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's John LeClaire or Patrick Sharp, right? Like there's, there's yeah. room for him on every ice and, uh, you know, took care of me in that sense. And like, I, I think he realized like I had the drive, right. I was taking the train to, to go and then rollerblading from the train to the rink every day to skate with you guys. So, uh, as long as I put in the work, he was going to look out for me and, uh, and, you know, continue to do that. Um, so a person I catch up with every time. So it's just been a really nice friendship for me to have, um, you know, it, it's hard for me even to put aside that it's Bobby Clark sometimes. I, like it's yeah. just Clark, it's just Clarky to me, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, dad's a good friend that's helped me. But when you go to dinner and he's having a couple beers and you're chatting him up about everything hockey, you're like, it's fucking Bobby Clark. <laughs> like it's, there's, exactly. there's, it, it's still pretty cool. So um yeah it's just been somebody that's been helped helped my family out and and did it not ever expecting anything in return just always just i think he's you guys know he's just one of the best people you're ever going to come across so yes. um really enjoyed my time getting to know him all these years yeah uh, not a bad mentor there geez. he's not at he, all no he's an unbelievable man and he, he uh i mean he's the reason i was able to do <clears throat> my job for 26 years he, he yeah. got me you know yeah, he was friends with my dad and they started that team, but he didn't have to give me a job. You know, like I had no idea what the hell I was doing and he gave yeah. me that shot. And, you know, I always yeah. say that, thing, you know, I thank him because he, he he did a lot for me as well over, over the years. Not just that, just, yeah. you know how he, I mean, you guys both yeah. know, know how good of a man he is. You, you go to him for something, he, you ask for one thing, he's going to give you three things, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. You know, he's just, he's just yeah. that kind of a guy <clears throat> yes, and, and, and yeah. never, and never, wants anything in return yeah like, never gonna ask you just, for anything yeah, yeah just if you need a hand i got you don't worry about it you know yeah he's, he's there's awesome. definitely nothing self-serving about him no not at all <clears throat> right on well we want to be respectful of your time there bobby yeah uh, we appreciate you carving out the time i know you got a big surgery tomorrow and yeah. uh, a road to recovery yeah. ahead of you but uh really do appreciate uh you hopping on and it's nice to reconnect man nice to see you you too Good man yeah you smiling. too Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward we, to my Instagram clip. I'll, yes, I'll see it, myself on there. You've got <laughs> yeah. a few. You've got a few. We we already talked about that today. You've got right a few on. that'll be on there, man. And we we do appreciate it, uh, Ditch. Like we really do, man. I know it's that sucks. You're having surgery, man, but you're gonna be 100 better and next year. Lighten it up. Let's hope so, boys. And let yeah. me know when I can pop back on post surgery. Every time you want like a 10 minute clip, I'm your guy. I got hey, nothing yeah. to do, dude. You don't have to. You don't have to ask twice, man. Just pop on. All right. Bobby 2.0. Let's do it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Glad you're doing well. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. Thank take care, later. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. All right, Briggs. That episode with Bobby Digital was brought to you by Manscaped. Flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. And it's time to chop the weeds, baby. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. <laughs> That's a... Whew. Boy, you're trimming your holes. You're trimming your holes. Um, Anyway, I am talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, 
have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code Knuckles to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Riggs, you better get on it. Already am, Nast. All right. Spring has sprung and Manscaped has the best tools to get you ready. Our friends at Manscaped always want me to tell a story. I've told about seven. I don't have many more because I switched over to Manscaped. You can only slice your testicles so many times. (laughs) And I learned my lesson and I jumped to Manscaped and that's why I'm so freshly smooth and clean. Wiley old veteran over there. Oh yeah. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They are here to help you with your above the waist holes too. Riles, I guess that means your belly button, buddy. Have you heard of their weed whacker? This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross. Take care of those holes, Nast. You got to take care of those holes. You have to. If you're going to be digging into holes, you got to take care of them. No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade system manscape is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene speaking of incredible hygiene regs manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day the crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer wow is it awesome It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. You do not want your balls sticking to your leg, man. I'm telling you. You don't want that. That's the legit worst. (laughs) You'll also find the Crop Reviver spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there, just like spring flowers. Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. It's quite the, cologne, the package. It is, I mean, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> the, the cologne is light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. You'll be the talk of the next quarantine hang. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Knuckles at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Knuckles at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code knuckles at manscaped.com it's spring cleaning baby and your balls will thank you all right we uh thank uh bobby ryan riggs for joining us this week for a great episode yeah it was nice to reconnect with him glad he's doing well uh outside of the uh unfortunate injury season ender but uh other than that it sounds like he's doing uh very well and is uh in his personal life and obviously in his hockey career up until his injury, but uh, yeah, yeah. it was great to see him. It's been a while for me anyways. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I've been lucky enough to see him a few times a year, but um, obviously I haven't seen him in over a year now, but uh, um, I'm happy for him. I, it sucks. He got hurt. Cause you know, like he said, there were some teams interested in him. I had spoken to him before and he had said that. So kind of sucks that way, but you know what? He'll be a hundred percent when the time comes for next year and, 
he's still got uh, he's still got some years in him. I think he's he's just too skilled of a guy, and he's taking better care of himself, like he said. Um, I think there's teams out there that definitely could use him. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking that he. He, he takes his injury the right way and he, he learns from it and he, you know, he, he comes back stronger. I mean, he said he's, he's an older, more mature version of himself where he's taking care of his body. So, and the rehab and, and the recovery component will, uh, you know, will, will be, will be all good. And like you said, he's got, he's got such, such amazing mitts that, you know, <laughs> I just, it's hard to shelf those that, you know, that early. So, it, uh, I know they, what they signed him a, a million dollars uh, for this one year, but you know so someone will take a chance on him again. Oh, he's a yeah. good veteran guy, and uh, he just the last couple of years have been a little bit rough for him, right? I mean, he yep. goes through his uh, his uh, his substance abuse treatment program there, and then you know halfway through uh, half of a season, he's he's hurt. So you know, yeah. chalk it up as a couple bad years, and you know he'll be he'll be fresh. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like now he's. Uh, taking care of himself like he said he wasn't like he was going every day but it was just you know it, even you like you said i just feel better you yeah. know like from you know no alcohol um so like you said i think i think his recovery will be better obviously sure. because yeah. if it was a year ago what would he do he'd probably well that's have a few it, cocktail right? you know he'd have a few cocktails and, and we all know that that doesn't help any kind of rehab that you're trying to do no um not to you know be a nerd, nerd or anything but it's just the truth it's like yeah no it's, it's just the truth you have to be honest with it right i yeah, mean exactly. the reason why so many guys struggle with alcohol is that it's there's a fine line there of yeah you know ha having a party and then yeah you know, when the party takes over right so um, it's it's it can happen that. quick it happens yeah it happens and it happen you know, he, he recognized it and he got help and uh, like you said though you know if you're if you're being honest about you know treating any injury and recovering and regenerating especially as an older guy where your metabolism is slower you know you don't repair and regenerate as quickly you have to you know go above and beyond and, you know he's already in that position i think he understands his body he's he's sober you know he'll at least be medicating the you know so just taking care of himself medicating the right way yeah he's it's funny i i we could have gone on forever with him. Um, just we've, we've known him so long. And, and uh, but the one thing I meant to, I meant to say, and, and we just kind of, you know, let's try to be respectful of his time. Cause we had him, God, we had him on here for a while. But uh, one of the funny things is you're talking about is how good his hands are. So being on the bench, as you know, as a player and a trainer, you're always, you got to pay attention. We spoke about this with fridge catching that puck that time, you know, like, yeah, you know, it happens. I mean, you've seen coaches, trainers, everybody. I was one, if I saw a guy coming to the red line, I was going down. I'm yeah. ducking. I'm ducking. I don't care. I got hit. Like, I got clipped enough times that I'm like, yeah. it does not feel good. Yeah. So a couple of years ago in Ottawa, and I meant to say it because we laughed about it after the game. He's coming to get the line. He needs to change. And he's a right-handed shot. And he goes to dump it right at the red line. And I see it's him. And in my head, I'm like, hey, you know, it's not coming on the bench. Yeah. It's Bobby. Right. You know, he's going to dump it in. Well, just at that time, and it may have been, may have been Schultz. It may have been like three years ago. I can't remember what demon it was, but they just stuck their stick out for some reason. Well, as they do that, and he's letting it go, here it comes right in the bench. Oh, uh, ramps up. <laughs> and the guys, it just missed the guys. And I'm like, usually I just go down if I know a guy's going to dump it. But I didn't when I saw it was Bobby. Well, I should have. So I just get turned and it hits me right in the elbow. I mean, right on that bone. And 
I don't have to tell you how bad it feels when a puck hits you, but uh-huh. I had like no elbow, obviously no elbow pads on. It hit me and I literally, my arm went numb like immediately, but it hurt so bad, but I didn't want to look like a, you know, a wuss. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's like to, kind of to myself. And the guys are like, turn and, and Bobby skates by the bench and goes, suck it, nasty. Like, is it <laughs> no way. Yeah, I swear to God. And I'm oh, like, that's I'm classic. Like, I'm like, F you, you know, like, oh, no, big, man. no big deal, right? So I'm standing there. I literally, I just feel didn't flinch thing. though. Hey, you just like oh, toughed well, it out. I mean, I went, oh, and then <laughs> I'm feeling it and I'm like, 100% this is shattered. Like there's no way it's not. <laughs> and he, and I look and I just turned. Cause I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to be like, Oh, so I was trying to, you know, put my arm down and he, he says, suck it. And I kind of made me laugh. And all the guys start laughing on oh, the bench. Yeah. And then I'm like, I waited about five seconds and I turned the corner. Cause the, the hallways right there in, in Ottawa, where I would stand on the bench. And as soon as I got under that, that canopy, I went down to my knees and I'm this whole arm. I'm like, Oh my God, it's gotta be broken. <laughs> so I went back and I, I put ice in a bag and I wrapped it around my elbow and then put a coat on so nobody could see I had ice on it. It hurt for two weeks, man. I got an x-ray because I thought, oh, for man, sure, yeah. I thought no one for, knew how bad it really hurt. Oh my. <laughs> and it wasn't it like a joke. Cause he's, it wasn't suck like it a, nasty. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a flipper. I mean, it came. It, it came was right like, on. Yeah, snapped it and it hit. I couldn't believe it did break my elbow. But anyway, oh, I meant yeah. to say that's that a to sensitive him. spot too. Oh, right back man. there. Oh my god, <laughs> it hurts so bad. Man. Oh, but anyway, it was just we'll bring it up of, on uh, on Bobby Ditch 2.0 next yeah, time. Exactly. Bring him up. Exactly. And uh, we're going to just do that thing. One more shout out to my boy Colin Felix at UMass. Forgot to put the hat on. Oh yeah, champs, baby. Nice looking lid. Yeah, he sent that to me a couple of years ago. Beauty. But yeah, Bobby, what a great guy, man. It's it's great to see him doing so well. And his dad's a good friend of ours, man. Yep. Great guy. Um, you know, can't can't say enough about both but both of them. And um his mom was an awesome woman too. Um I, I met her a few times and <clears throat> so anyway, it was great. I thought it was a great episode. I I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Like I said, we we could have kept going. He yeah, had so oh, yeah. many stories with him, but uh, great guy. Yeah, I thought it was a great one too. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. That wraps up episode 18 of Nasty Knuckles. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 19. Until then, stay safe and have a little fun. <laughs> See you, knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.